Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I'm super excited to have a very special guest here with us today. Teresa Warnstaff is here, and Teresa is someone that we've had some conversations in the past, and we just haven't been able to connect, and we finally did, so I'm super excited to have her here. We've had some really deep conversations in the past, so we might get a little meta, but I'm okay with that, and I know everyone listening is as well, but Teresa is a corporate change agent. She's a high also a high-level intuitive. She is adept at leadership and culture transformation supported by strong business acumen. What sets her apart from the crowd is her intuition. She has a broad depth and scope, and she's multi-sensory. She sees, hears, and feels, but her real strength is in her knowing. Her broad range gives her the ability to see deep into your optimal path and your soul's expression. She sees greatness and translates it into language that you can hear and which is easily adopted and actionable. And so she works with her clients to discover their secret sauce and empower them to embody their greatest gifts. You can find more about her at TeresaWarnstaff.com. That is her website and also connect with her across social media. Teresa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mario. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. This is going to be a lot of fun. And one thing that I think we should talk about right out of the gate that really okay. like, and like there's certain things that I key in on just from conversations. And one thing that I have starred like 10 times in my notes from the last conversation <laughs> we had is the idea of maintaining the integrity of your energetic bubble. I think that's something that's super interesting. And I'd love for you to speak to that if you don't mind. I would love to speak on that. So we are all surrounded by an energetic bubble. And that is kind of our sphere of influence. That is who we are in all of our bodies, whether it's the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. And maintaining integrity is paramount for optimal health, for clarity, mental clarity, for spiritual attunement. And what I mean by that is that when you're spiritually attuned, you hear those little nudges that the universe gives you. And it's so exciting because that's where the ultimate seat of creativity is. That's when those brilliant ideas drop in. So really maintaining that bubble is critical for everybody. And unfortunately, it's not something they teach us in preschool. I don't know why, but it's not. So Little exercises like being mindful, taking a pause and three breaths, or grounding into the earth, or even becoming acutely aware of what you're thinking and feeling in any single moment. All of those, all of those tools give you skills to be adept at managing your energy bubble. Let's talk a little bit about, I love the, that you mentioned nudges from the universe, because I'm a big believer in fee, getting feedback. I think, you know, action creates insight. When you take action on something or you feel pulled to something and you take action, you'll get feedback about that. And then you'll be able to adjust your approach and such. Have you ever, either yourself personally or anyone you've ever worked with, got some feedback from the universe or messages from God or whatever you want, guidance from God, whatever you want to call it, that they just really didn't want to do? Like you get this and you're like, oh, I know I should do that, but I just don't want to do that personally. But, and then it like, it almost nags at you because you know that it's something you don't want to do, but you know, you should do until you do it. Like, have you ever been in that position? 
Oh, absolutely. It happens frequently because you can't stretch and grow from comfort, uh-huh. right? Growth and development comes at the edge of that comfort where you're pushing those boundaries and really expanding into the greater realm of possibility. And I think probably oh, one of the biggest nudges that I had that I resisted for a year was getting out and doing videos and being present with my audience visually so that they can feel and see my sincerity, my energy, and really key into, is this somebody who I want to hear more from? Or is this somebody that I don't want to hear more from? Because the universe always gives us the opportunity to grow. It's whether or not we listen, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, then when you did that, when you stepped out and took that action, what happened? I know it was was probably still hard, even when you started doing it, right? But what happened? So I sat down with a list of four or five points that I wanted to make in a 10-minute video. And like this, like our exchange, I just started talking. I just started sharing from my heart. I just opened up to allow the universe to flow through me and deliver the message that needs to be heard by somebody or many somebodies out there, right? So you become this channel of ultimate creativity. It's not that you're abdicating control or that you're not still present. It is simply that you become greater than this human expression of yourself. You allow the soul to drop in and say, well, hey, I know that you see your world through this very narrow lens, but let me let me just nudge that open a little bit. And we're going to give you some information and energy and possibilities that are even greater. And that's what happens when you step out of comfort into discomfort. And when you say yes to those nudges, right? And I've heard stories of people meeting their soulmates because they listened. I've heard people meeting business partners or creating businesses based on a simple nudge that they followed. It's powerful. Do you love doing video now? I do. (laughs) So the thing you resisted for so long turned into one of your favorite things. My favorite things to do because I just so love. So my big why, why I'm on this planet is to help and empower people to see their greatness. Everyone here is for here for a reason. There's no accidents. Everything in your life has unfolded divinely so that you can build the skills and tools to express at your greatest potential. And that means every moment and every moment and every moment creates opportunities for you to grow and be greater. And I love nothing more than working with my clients, whether it's personal or in business, and reflecting back to them, hey, this is what's available to you right now. And no, it may not pencil out in the analytics, but follow the thread because that step will take you to your next step, which will take you to your next step. And I guarantee the result will be greater than you could have ever imagined. And you're going to be living a life you love. You're going to be living in joy. You're going to have so much play and fun. And we've stripped that out of our lives, right? I mean, everything's hard and you have to hustle and you have to effort. Well, you don't. You can. It's a choice. I don't know about you, but I don't like heart. <laughs> I just I just want to play and have fun and encourage others. Yeah, and that was a big belief that I had to overcome that I had to, that I realized oh, about a year ago. I realized my for I don't know where this belief came from, but I had this belief that if I wasn't where I wanted to be, then it was because I wasn't working hard enough. It had nothing to do with skills acquired. It had nothing to do with opportunities. It had everything to do with you're either working hard enough and you'll get that or you're lazy. And so I was working 12 to 16 hour days consistently, seven days a week. Uh-huh. And I looked up and went, I can't possibly work anymore. There's no more hours in the day. Maybe it's not the hard work that equates to 
success. Maybe it's other variables. And so I had to change that belief because there are people that, you know, do exactly what they want to do, don't feel like they work at all, and they're super successful. Yeah. So that's not a hard, fast rule. And that's why when I hear this hustle, hustle, grind, grind mentality, it kind of turns me off because it's like, it's not all about the hustle and the grind. It's about, you know, finding your zone of genius and or what your calling is and playing there. If something's hard or it's not working out or you feel like you're smashing your head up against the wall, it's probably because it's not probably, I mean, it could be, but it's probably not because of lack of effort. It's probably just, you're not where you're really supposed to be at this moment. You're trying yeah. to force the square peg into the round hole, so to speak. Absolutely. And this whole notion of work hard and you'll go far. I mean, this is something that came out of World War II and this is something that society has drilled into our head and yet it's actually counterintuitive. Find what you love, have fun doing it play with others who are like-minded and have the same values and you will be successful. And, and the other thing is what's success to you? You know, what is success and how do you define it? And it's unique for every single one of us. Well, I think the best example of that that's really interesting is there are, I don't know any personally, but I know they exist, uh, hermits who sit in rooms completely barred off from society in complete silence, a majority of their life, and they feel like they're living their purpose, reaching the, great, reaching the greater good and meditation and prayer for society, that whole thing. Then there are people who are working like 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, total opposite. The hermit thinks he's super successful. The 80, yeah. 90 hour high powered executive thinks they're super successful. Which one's really successful? Well, they both are in different ways, right? Yeah. And I would also challenge you that that executive, unless they, he or she, or they are doing something that is deeply wired into their passion, that there's an imbalance. That's the other key is, is you do need to strike a balance. If you're working 100 hours, honestly, I think if you're working more than 40 or 50 hours a week, your life doesn't have balance. What else can you introduce into your life um, to create joy? And often that Often that will hide insecurities, lack of confidence, which sounds so odd, doesn't it? For that high-powered executive who's running this multi-million dollar company to be insecure or lack confidence. But of, often that overachieving hides those underlying beliefs. No, I think it makes sense because, I mean, when you say it like that, it, it doesn't. But when you think about it, it does because they're overachieving there because that's what they're good at and that's where their attention is. And so they tend to want to play there more because they don't want the unknown or the insecurity of somewhere else to be to have the light shined on it. So if I knew that I'm great at this one thing and that's all I ever do the rest of my life and don't go anywhere else, then I know I'll always show up and be at the top. Yeah, well right? said. Yeah, well said, Mario. And I think too that um, it doesn't leave room for any place where they couldn't succeed and they truly believe they're in control. Right. Which is yep. illusion, as we Correct. know. Yeah. Are we ever in control of anything? Well, <laughs> I think we have less control than we think. Um, and it's overrated. Wouldn't it be great to be able to surrender and trust? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I think surrender is the ultimate form of control. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. That sounds counterintuitive, but it's really not when you surrender to the right things for the right, with the right intentions, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And that requires a degree of trust, not only in the universe and that the universe wants your ultimate good, but also in yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, faith. it's faith, right? Yeah, it is faith. Absolutely. And I love, 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 love talking about faith because it's something that is not sexy in the business world. I was talking to someone about faith and in the business world and saying like, you know, I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't have faith because I didn't even know what I'm doing right now was a thing 10 years ago. I didn't even know this was available <laughs> to me. And so one thing led to another and I had to step out in blind faith many different times to finally get to where I sit today, which I don't think is the end result by any stretch. I think I'm, you know, there's other things beyond this, but it was a lot of faith. And they stopped me and said, 
don't talk about that. And I'm like, yeah. why? And they're like, because no one wants to hear about faith, especially if they're in a bad place in their life or they're not where they want to be. They don't want to hear about faith. They want tangible. And I'm like, well, nothing's more tangible to me than faith because if you don't have faith, what do you really have? So them saying not to talk about it, and I've said this on the show before and I'll say it again, made me want to talk about it even more. Yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> so I yeah. think there's a huge element there. I think there's a huge opportunity. I think that yeah. when businesses are driven by faith and allow emotions and intuition into the culture, they open the door for the ultimate possibilities. I mean, anything can happen. It can go anywhere. It's not based on the analytics or the spreadsheets or the business intelligence. And there's nothing wrong with that side of business. It's necessary. But how about putting them both together? Yeah, I should have prefaced by saying, yeah, I'm not against data. I think data is a good thing. It gives us direction. But I don't think data is the only thing. I think that, you know, if you just go by data, data can only get you so far because it's constrained to the system that it lives within. But faith can take you out of that. So if you take the data, I mean, that's part of faith too, stepping out but also using the information that you're provided, having enough information to then make decisions within that framework. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So my my fallback on that is take the data, get all the information, get all the opinions you can gather, and then identify potential solutions. And once you have those two, three, or four solutions in front of you, close your eyes and feel which one aligns with the highest and best for the business, mm. right? Because we can talk our mind into anything. We can logic or mental our way in or out of anything, but you cannot fool your intuition. You can't. I mean, it, it, it's simply, you, you can't. Well, and that leads me into something that I really want to ask you about and talk to you about, but we'll do it on the next episode because I think we're going to need a little more time to dive into this. So, Teresa, thank you so much for being here. I want to remind people, TeresaWarnstaff.com is where they can go find you, see what you're up to, uh, see what you're all you what you do, all of your offerings, of your coaching, consulting, all that fun stuff, and connect with you across social media. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. I can't wait to pick it up on the next show. Me either. This is awesome, Mario. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.